Today, my conversation is with Robert Edgeley, Managing Director of Self Wealth. Self Wealth is famous for being Australia's only flat fee broker at $9.50 a trade. In this interview, we discuss the Self Wealth platform and the new features users can expect in the coming months, including US trading. We then explore the business, how it has moved to cash flow positive in recent quarters, and the opportunities for it to continue its growth trajectory. This is the second interview in my Inside Line series, where I sit down with top-level management to talk about their companies. If you have a listed company you'd like me to cover, send me an email. Enjoy the interview with Robert. Since starting this podcast, many folks have reached out asking for advice about how to boost their financial IQ. Now I have a simple answer, and that's Rask Australia. Owen Raskovich is an investment analyst, investor, and educator. Since 2017, Owen has been creating courses and podcasts to help everyday Australians understand and take control of their money. He offers free courses on financial independence, shares, ETFs, and superannuation. The content is easy to follow, relevant, and applicable. If you want to level up and potentially manage your own investments, there's a special discount to my listeners on all of his premium courses. To sign up for one of Owen's free courses and save up to $200 on his paid programs, visit medicalmoney.com slash RASK, that's R-A-S-K, and boost your financial IQ today. Hi, I'm Andrew, and this is the Medical Money Podcast, where we help doctors earn, grow, and protect their money. If you enjoy the show, please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Please send your questions, comments, and feedback to me at andrew at medicalmoney.com. This podcast contains general advice about financial products and is not personal financial advice. Any opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not take into account listeners' individual objectives, financial situation, or needs. Please seek professional advice before making any financial or investment decision and always read the product disclosure statement. Good morning, Robert. How are you today amidst the uh, Melbourne lockdown that's going on? Yeah, very good, Andrew. Uh, we're working our way through it. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's not pleasant and uh, very frustrating. It's getting more and more frustrating. We're halfway through, uh, but it, it is, as everyone says, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so thanks for taking the time out to chat today about self-wealth. Uh, I'm really interested to get your insights from two sides of the business, first from a user perspective and then from an investor perspective, and then we'll round things up at the end with a number of listener questions. But before we begin, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you began uh, with self-wealth? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I've had um, two careers, really, uh, the first of which was um, almost 20 years in investment banking. Uh, and that um, uh, I worked for uh, actually the same bank for the whole 20 years, although it did change um, did change names quite a few times. Um, uh, it was the National Westminster Bank, which was one of the largest UK banks, and the Australian arm of their investment bank was called County NatWest. So I started off with County NatWest, and uh, uh, that uh, at a certain point in t- time was taken over by the Royal Bank of Scotland and uh, changed its name to the Royal Bank of Scotland. So I worked um, in in Sydney for five years uh, for the bank, in Tokyo for five years, um, in London for four years, uh, and then back in Australia again for the remaining time. So that was my first career, and, and that in area, the areas of investment banking that I worked in was, um, funnily enough, not equities. Um, it was actually on the fixed interest side of things. So um, I was a, uh, a salesperson for government bonds, Australian government bonds, and then, then that carried through into as I moved around the world working for the, the bank. Um, I uh, obviously when it graduated on to selling things like US treasuries and uh, European government bonds, UK government bonds, all, all those sorts of products. Um, then moved uh, also into some foreign exchange products and derivative products. So essentially the capital markets area. That was the first sort of career I had. Um, I, um, I finished that up um, around 2004 and the last 16 years has, has really been a journey more on the equity side of markets. I uh, started to invest my own money after I finished at the bank. Um, instead of telling people how to invest theirs, I, uh, I started to try and uh, put my own thoughts to uh, to work. Uh, and that got me involved with a number of um, small cap companies where I would typically take a position and uh, in some cases uh, 
uh, I was then asked to uh, advise them. Uh, in some cases, I was asked to join the board and in some cases even um, to help take the company through to IPO status. So the last 16 years, I've been a non-executive director um, on, a, on a variety of small cap companies in a variety of sectors. Obviously, financial services um, with my background is is a much easier um, task for me. Uh, and uh, I was approached to join the Self Wealth Board April of last year uh, by a couple of um, the seed investors uh, who were uh, asking me to get involved and, and assist the founder um, to help um, help him on his journey with Self Wealth. Um, I had a look at the company. Um, I quickly saw that um, the company in terms of growth had reached an inflection point uh, and I was very keen to get involved. So I worked with, um, I joined the board in April as a non-executive director. Um, in uh, Throughout the rest of uh, last year up until November, uh, I worked very closely with Andrew Ward uh, who has put, uh, as most people will know, um, seven years, seven to eight years of his life 24-7 into, uh, into this company. Um, he had some he had some health issues that he needed to take a um, long leave of absence. Uh, that happened in November. Um, everyone in the board and and Andrew asked me to step into that role um, while he uh, dealt with his, his um, uh, some health issues. That uh, put me as acting CEO from November, and over the following six months. Uh, working together with Andrew, uh, we all came to the conclusion that um, Andrew would uh, be best placed um, personally to move to the position of a advisor to the board, uh, and that I would continue on in, as uh, and become managing director. and And that happened on the fifteenth of May. So I've, I've been um, I've been sort of at the helm uh, or steering the ship, so to speak, uh, since uh, November. Um, formalised into the the managing director role in May, uh, and I will say that I um, it's it's almost for shareholders it's almost the best of both worlds because I'm still um, in constant contact with Andrew and we talk every couple of days, um, and uh, he's still a very passionate, extremely passionate supporter of self wealth. Um, he's put a a lot of effort, and it's it's really his to his credit that the company has become so successful. Um, not many entrepreneurs and visionaries get to list their company uh, on the stock exchange and uh, and now um, you know successfully transition it through to a cash flow positive position. Mm, really exciting. You mentioned the inflection point that you noticed as you came in. I think that cash flow uh, positive situation over the last uh, couple of quarters is another inflection point that um, I think is going to be really exciting for you now that you're in charge as well. How how does um, Andrew uh, maintain his relationship with the board at the moment? Is there a consultative type role that he still has? Yeah, he has. A, we have a consulting agreement with Andrew, and um, he uh, he works with uh, through me, the managing director, and. Uh, we uh, I'm, use his skill sets, um, which are, are, are vast, uh, and you know the the knowledge base he has about this industry. So uh, we sort of pick out particular projects um, that suit Andrew, and and Andrew and I sort of work through that. And and uh, uh, he may he he attends lots of meetings, and um, he attends some if the, if he needs to, he attends a, a board meeting if now and again if there if there's a need for him to report back on anything that that he's been doing for us. Mm. I might get you to explain a bit about history in a moment as well. So let's talk about the user platform. The slogan for self wealth is trade smarter every time. Yeah. What's the story behind self wealth, and what problems is self wealth solving for its customers? Okay, well, self wealth. Um, uh, it was Andrew's um, initial uh, modus operandi, really, to um, start self wealth as a peer to peer investment community. So he, uh, his idea was that um, Australian investors needed um, needed to some assistance in uh, formulating their views around their investments, and the best way to do that was uh, was to to look at other investors and what they were doing. Right from the beginning, Andrew um, signed an agreement, a long term agreement with a company called BGL. Um, BGL is Australia's largest provider of compliance software for accountants, um, and that compliance software is uh, is targeted at the 
self-managed super fund compliance sector. Um, they are um, easily the largest um, company in Australia in that in that business, and I think they have more than six thousand accounting. It's probably even more now, six thousand accounting clients. Andrew uh, signed an agreement with the um, the owner of BGL, Ron Lesh, uh, at the time, uh, who still owns BGL, uh, and that agreement was to. Uh, for the self-managed super fund portfolios that were uh, loaded into the BGL uh, cloud-based system, uh, those portfolios, the data within them, not the um, not the identity, but the data within the portfolios, would be shared with Self Wealth. So Self Wealth really started off as a as a fintech, as a data mining company, um, and it would mine that data and it would. Um, produce information which showed the members of Self Wealth community uh, which were the top performing SMSF portfolios, what stocks were in them, um, and what uh, what successful what were, were successful investors investing in. So the company progressed for a number of years as a subscription model, uh, invest peer to peer investor community, looking at that data and helping people make better investment decisions. Uh, at a point in time, it became obvious to Andrew um, that um, once you had the information on what you needed to buy, you then needed to go and buy it. And Andrew came from a, um, a wealth management background. Uh, he'd worked at um, uh, various number of, of wealth managers and had been somewhat frustrated um, at the, uh, the levels of commissions um, and the percentage-based commissions that were charged in the wealth management industry. So uh, he had a very strong view and um, that culminated in him uh, within the Self Wealth platform uh, launching um, an online broker uh, and with its uh, famous catch cry, which is uh, the $9.50 flat fee brokerage, uh, no commission, no bank fees. So, and that is um, that um, right to this day, uh, is still the case where we're the only flat fee broker. Um, doesn't matter what volume, you know, you will get a flat fee up to certain volumes on on some brokers, but uh, on Self Wealth, whether it's a thousand dollar trade or a million dollar trade, it's nine dollars fifty. Um, so he he had strong principles around assisting Australian investors, firstly through the peer to peer community on deciding what stocks to buy and then allowing them to buy them um, at, a, at a, uh, a brokerage rate that was not exorbitant or without any percentage-based um, commission fees. That mm. all came through, Andrew. Yep, and so that data uh, that was coming through from uh, self-managed super funds, is is that data still what's being um, added to the community-type following effect that you can have when you're on the platform or is it a different set of data that's being used now? That's right. Um, now we have both... Um, the data that comes through from BGL, which is still in place, but we also have our own community of, of traders. Um, and as you saw uh, last week when we released our annual results, we're now above 50,000 clients. So those 50,000 active, what we call active traders, their portfolios are all also within that data and, and we're, people are able to uh, see um uh, what certain portfolios are, uh, from our own trading com community are, are uh, what's in those portfolios, and you can you can follow portfolios, or you can see who was the the top ten percenting last week or yesterday, or you can have a look the inside those portfolios, get some trade ideas for that from from that as well. So that's all. Um, uh, that's all. We have a, a, a subscription model uh, that continues where. Uh, for what we call our premium service, uh, and that's $20 a month, uh, and that allows you to get um, that in, that intellectual property that we've just been talking about. Um, some of it is is available right across the um, the platform for, for any user, um, but obviously there's more detail um, uh, available for those people who pay their $20. Um, and we will, I'm sure we'll get onto this, but um, we'll be adding a lot more functionality into uh, additional functionality into that um, premium service um, uh, in in the future to to hopefully encourage more of our clients to to move to that subscri monthly subscription as well. 
And new users do get to use that for free at the beginning, don't they? For, That's right. You get, uh, at least you get 90 month. days uh, free use, uh, and then you can uh, cho- choose whether to uh, to pay your $20 a month or, or do without it. And and we have lots of different people on the platform. So um, for some people, they find that very um, useful. Other people um, are not interested in that type of stuff. Yeah. Who are the users of self-wealth and what features do, do you think they enjoy the most from the platform? Um, I think um, uh, it's it's been a, a common, um, a well-known fact in the, in the, certainly from the start of this year and especially after um, COVID-19 hit that um, a large percentage of uh, new entrants and new users in self-wealth uh, are aged between the age of 20 and 35. So essentially the millennial um, or the Zoomers and millennials, that demographic um, is a is a heavy user of um, self-wealth. And I think um, they're attracted to it for a number of reasons. Um, obviously, uh, um, you know, the the simplicity of our system is something that many people um, say the, the user experience, the ability to be able to do things in a, in a simple way um, has struck a chord with people, especially uh, people who are new to investing um, and they don't have to um, uh, sift through pages and pages of uh, uh, screenshots before they, they get to do what they need to do. So that's that's a quite a, a common uh, description of, of, of uh, why people use self-wealth. Um, the, the community data is also something else that, that, that some people uh, do mention. Uh, and they often it's not even just the community data, it's, it's just feeling part of a community, um, which you do get with the, the, the way the site is set up. Um, you do feel like you're a part of the community. You do get an email every week telling you how well your portfolio is done compared to the rest of the community. All, all that stuff. So there is a, for some people, there's that sense of um, maybe a little bit of competition as well, uh, and it just feels like a you know a good um, a good platform to use in uh, investing in equities. Yeah, I suppose it depends on uh, what that email looks like. Whether you're in the red or the green, quite often. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, make the red. It makes you have a look further at uh, who's in green and what you need to do to your portfolio. Yeah, that kind of community benchmarking is, I think a lot of people do enjoy having that uh, function in there as well. And so I think one other thing is that the chess-sponsored nature of the platform is something that is really uh, good for for people who are getting into investing. Can you explain what chess-sponsored means? Yeah, um, it's it's basically um, uh, a HIN-based system that we operate. And the HIN HIN is in our DNA and it's Andrew, um, Andrew Ward founded the company on based on these principles. So um, obviously through the GFC, there were some well-noted um, occurrences where uh, brokers um, hit the wall and um, a lot of, well, not a lot, but there were there were cases where people's stock was was pulled and, and used in other for other purposes. Uh, where the, the chess-based system that you're referring to which is the a HIN-based system, um, this this makes it unequivocally clear that um, the uh, investor who buys stock on the self-wealth system, the stock is is their stock. Um, it can't be it can't be pulled in a in a custodial type of model, um, uh, where which is is the case with um, some of our competitors. Uh, so we're, we've hung our hat on that HIN base system and we find that people are reassured uh, in that way. I think that counterparty risk is something that people really do take into consideration, especially through the uh, GFC where where investment banks did go under, uh, but also so they can always keep those um, holdings in their own HIN, um, you know, uh, chess chess yes. account. Um, but the other thing is that your their money in the account is not held by self wealth either, is it? No, that's right. It, um, it's an ANZ uh, an ANZ account that is um, that is their account. Self wealth cannot uh, move those funds into any corporate account or or cannot move those funds anywhere without the um, uh, the approval of the account owner. Uh, and mm. being an ANZ bank account, one of the top four accounts, um, it's subject to the uh, the, the typical uh, guarantees um, that are available for all the big four banks up up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So, um, I th- everyone, more and more, we're seeing people um, 
use their self wealth account um, as simply another bank account. Um, the incentives these days to move your money outside of uh, self wealth um, back to an interest bearing deposit account at another bank or at ANZ, even at ANZ, um, that that comes with an opportunity cost. Uh, the opportunity cost is that you don't have the money in your account to to take advantage of market circumstances if uh, or specific stock circumstances, uh, but also um, the in- the incentives to move it is not there because you're not a, you're not earning anything, um, very very little. Uh, in a interest-bearing deposits accounts anywhere else, so um, it's, it's just you know the, term, the whole term deposit market is um, as a means for increasing your wealth. It's basically disappeared. It's a, it's still a means for preserving your wealth, but as in terms of increasing your wealth, it's just not um, uh, it's not working these days. Uh, so we find it, we're finding that more and more people are prepared to keep their um, to keep their cash uh, in their self-wealth account and have it ready to action um, when a, an actionable insight is is revealed. Mm. So let's move from the product and service to talking more about the business itself. How does self-wealth generate its revenue and profits? Sure. Um, we have four revenue streams. Um, 95% of those revenues are really uh, in, in two revenue streams. Um, we earn uh, our $9.50 brokerage for our trading, so our trading revenue, and that's, um, uh, that's something that has been the case since um, since day one when the online broker was launched. Uh, that um, uh, is, a, is a skinny margin uh, for us because we, um, we have been paying um, around $5 for uh, the settlement, execution, and clearing of those trades. So that... Um, uh, that uh, uh, contract um, is with our main supplier, which is um, Open Markets. And recently we uh, went through a tender process um, to put out our business uh, as the Open Markets contract was coming up for renewal in January next year. We went through an exhaustive um, tender process and as a result of that tender process in in late July, we appointed Open Markets for another minimum of three years. Uh, so uh, we were able to uh, renegotiate the, the terms of uh, the contract uh, in line with the fact that Self-Wealth is now a much larger company with much, much larger trade volumes um, and therefore um, uh, not just with, with Self-Wealth but with our other suppliers. Um, we've now been, since the start of the year, we've effectively um, put in place some um, renegotiated terms with all of our main suppliers just to um, uh, ensure that um, we're receiving some um, uh, margin uh, relief uh, by bringing more and more business to those suppliers, so essentially volume-based discounts. Um, so the first, um, the trading revenue is a skinny margin. We also then um, earn a net interest margin on the cash that is held on the system, um, and that has recently uh, hit the four hundred million mark. And that that was uh, that that the amount of cash in clients' accounts, as I've just mentioning, has uh, grown because people keep tend to keep more of their money in those accounts now. Um, our average uh, client balance um, historically was around $6,000 per account. Um, that peaked in March, April this year around $12,000, so it doubled, um, and it's now um, found its way back to what we we really think is the new normal, um, which is higher than the $6,000. It's around the eight, between the eight and eight and a half thousand dollar mark at the moment. So the net interest margin, uh, we get paid a, a rate on by ANZ. Um, and, and obviously we're opening a lot of uh, new accounts for, for ANZ. Um, all of our new, any, any new active trade, any new client to self wealth receives an ANZ bank account. And since the onset of COVID, we've been averaging around a thousand new accounts a week. So um, we're doing a pretty good job for ANZ in terms of um, opening accounts, and and we we receive um, a payment from them uh, and and achieve a net interest margin on that money. The third the third um, uh, revenue source is our ETF, which has been our first um, our first go at trying to monetize that elect- that intellectual property that we were discussing about before Andrew with um, around the community data 
and we launched um, uh, ETF in November last year, um, the SELF uh, ETF, and that has um, that received a, uh, uh, a, a the highest uh, in history, actually, um, third party seed investment of a hundred million dollars um, by a gentleman named Graham Tuckwell, um, who's one of the um, uh, the legends of the ETF market. Uh, his his company started the uh, listed the first gold ETF um, many many moons ago. Um, uh, he uh, very was very very taken by our data, and uh, he invested a large amount of money in in our ETF. Um, our ETF is um, bubbling along. Um, it's uh, a product that takes a lot of time. Um, as with any new ETF, you need to have research written on, on the ETF by companies like Morningstar and Lonsec, uh, so that you can get on the the ETF on the approved product list for financial planners and for stockbrokers. So we're in the process of getting that um, that done. Uh, usually, you need a track record of around twelve months. Uh, we've been up and running for about uh, eight or nine months now. So we're hopeful that um, twenty twenty one we'll see. Uh, a, a good increase in the amount of funds on our ETF. Uh, and finally, the, the fourth um, uh, revenue stream is our subscription model, which I explained, the $20 per month. Uh, you can you can actually pay that in advance um, for a year uh, and you do receive some free trades when you take advantage of, of that offer, um, which we offer each, each June. And that ETF cost for... Uh, people who do buy into that, is there any brokerage uh, fees involved? If you if you buy the ETF on Self Wealth, um, it's free of brokerage, so it's yep. it's free. But still ongoing, yeah, even since the launch. Good. Then there is the other part, which is the financial planning platform. Can you talk a little bit about that and where you see the um, the dollars coming in? Do you add that to the uh, brokerage or the premium um, line item? Yeah, it um at the moment it it comes into the brokerage item and. It's called Self Wealth Advisor Portal, and this uh, this allows um, uh, financial planners who um, who are more um, focused on a, a HIN based system uh, to be able to uh, have access to our our famous nine dollars fifty. Now um, there is it's slightly different uh, for the financial planners. That it's nine dollars fifty based on increments of seventy thousand dollars. So uh, if they did a trade for $100,000 for one of their clients, um, they would be charged two lots of brokerage, um, two lots of $9.50. Uh, it's um, it's a, a boost to our – it's helping boost our trade numbers. Um, but I must say it's it's targeted at a, at a quite a, um, a niche sector of the financial planning market. Um, we don't have uh, the full bells and whistles of a – um, uh, of a financial plan and financial planning software, um, we're not a, a competitor to the um, the big end of town uh, platforms such as the uh, Hub Twenty Fours and NetWealths of the world. Uh, so, and and they operate on a custodial model by and large. So, we're we're at the other end of the spectrum, looking at um, financial planners who have a um, a, a real penchant for making sure their clients uh, are operating in a in a HIN based environment um, and um, doing the right thing by their clients um, in offering um, in trying to reduce the brokerage that their clients are paying. Mm, do you think we'll get to a point uh, soon where clients can request for their uh, advisors to be on the self worth platform? Well, we've um, we've signed up um, uh, about fifty different AFSLs, um, and 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 those AFSLs control um, uh, in the hundreds of thousands of financial planners. So um, it's a matter now for uh, for us to go through and get individual advisors to um, to use the self wealth platform. Uh, if if um, uh, if clients have uh, their uh, if they use a financial planner and uh, the, that financial planner is one of the 50 AFSLs that are that have already signed agreements with Self Wealth, then there's nothing to stop them for uh, from uh, pushing their vo- their business through Self Wealth. Okay, very good. And so you guys have really delivered exceptional growth uh, in the past sort of six twelve months. The recent quarterly and annual report numbers have been very impressive. 
Can you highlight some of the key performance metrics you focus on and then discuss the tailwinds that are pushing self-wealth forward? Yeah, sure. Well, this is the really important stuff, um, Andrew, the the structural changes to the market, um, which are many of which are here to stay, um, uh, have really provided tailwinds. I'm sure your listeners have um, have read all the articles about the Robin Hoods of the world and the um, what's happened in uh, the broking, online broking industry throughout the world, um, and there's no difference here in Australia. The um, ultra-low interest rates, which have, as I mentioned before, caused uh, interest rate uh, savings products to be uh, diminishing in value uh, has has really pushed a lot of new investors into the market and existing investors has pushed them to uh, to put more of their money to work in 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 the share market rather than those savings products. Um, so that's not that's something that's not going to go away. Um, we're not going to see and uh, with with all that's happening in the world at the moment, um, ultra low um, interest rates are here for for quite a while. Um, also, you can't underestimate the huge momentum of um, digitization of investment markets. That's a trend that's been enduring for a while, but it's been accelerated significantly by COVID-19. So um, investors now have um, a lot more time. They also have a lot more information at their fingertips. Uh, and uh, we've seen you know, a lot of our new clients um, who come on board um, they've they've made their decisions to invest. It might be into a, a broad broad based um, uh, ETF, um, a well diversified ETF. Um, we see a lot of a lot of clients um, in, of our clients investing and holding ETFs, and that's a that's a prudent and responsible investment. Um, we don't really buy into some of the headline uh, grabbing stuff that's been around lately. Um, sure, there will be some people that are potentially uh, investing a little bit irresponsibly um, or maybe at risk um, without the right knowledge levels. But by and large, um, uh, we've noticed amongst the self-wealth clients that um, people are putting their money to work in a, in a responsible manner and uh, are, are doing a pretty good job at it as well. Um, so those structural changes have led to the tailwinds that have been helping our key metrics Key metrics for us, the active traders. Now, how we define an active trader is also very important. Um, and, and when you register to, for, a, for an account with Self Wealth, you register on our website. You go through the application process. Um, it's quite a quick process. Um, it involves some um, electronic identification, some AML uh, checking. Um, and if depending, you know, um, uh, depending on how quick you are with on your laptop and um, how you, how if you have your passport already saved in your laptop and your driver's license, you can get through that process very quickly. Once it's approved by by Self Wealth, um, then uh, you're issued with an ANZ bank account, and it it will it will take forty eight hours for that bank account to be active. Now, at that point of time, you might think, well. That's a self wealth client. Now, we don't actually call um, that client a def- an active trader. It's not until they actually move cash into that account, or they move their stock from another online broker to self wealth, or another traditional broker um, uh, to self wealth. Once you either have stock in your account or cash in your account, then you're then you're classified as a as a um, online as a active trader. Now, um, Andrew uh, said about um, increasing the amount of active traders and uh, it took a number of years until the end of last year, we were sitting at 20,000 active traders. So it's been a huge um, uh, jump for us in the first uh, six months of this year, going from uh, 20,000 to now at the end of July, above 50,000. So we've added 30,000 new clients in six months after um, taking almost three years to to get the first 20,000. And obviously more clients come in, um, more cash goes on the system. Uh, at, at the December end of last year, we had a, a total of $136 million of cash on the system. That grew to $366 million at the at the end of June. Uh, so a massive increase, um, over 300% uh, year-on-year increase uh, in cash. Uh, and uh, that's now um, nudging the the 400 million mark um, on a daily basis. Uh, 
we obviously, along so with cash, you have um, the actual stock that sits on our system. We don't we don't make mon- any money out of the stock, um, but obviously the more stock that sits on our system, the total assets on HIN, um, the more people are able to buy and uh, able to sell that stock so and trade on that stock. So it's obviously a key barometer for us as well. Uh, at the end of the financial year, it was $2.52 billion, And with the market increase uh, uh, since then it's, um, and the additional clients that we've uh, put on, on the system, we're getting close to that $3 billion mark for, for total assets on HIN. And I guess the one um, stat that everyone likes to look at is, well, how many trades are you doing each month? And we put out an ASX announcement in January because um, compared to December, we'd seen a, a massive jump in trades, and we were we thought um, this is this is a material increase. We better let the you know, continuous disclosure um, obligations with the ASX. So we 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 made an announcement at the end of January that we'd had twenty percent month on month increases in some of our metrics. Um, we did we we did thirty three thousand trades in January, and we thought that was a wonderful effort. Well, um, little did we know with COVID and the and the uh, those structural changes that I mentioned uh, that we were going to see the the increase that we have, and um, just on a monthly basis, uh, the, those trades went from thirty three thousand in January, forty three thousand in February, eighty five thousand in March, hundred and ten thousand in April, um, right up to uh, one hundred and thirty four thousand uh, in. Uh, June, uh, which is our highest month on record. So, um, the thirty-three thousand in January, we're 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 now doing you know more than three times that amount um, at the end of June. Well, that's incredible. It seems like the scale begets scale. That uh, the first twenty thousand was uh, was uh, it took a few years, but then getting to that fifty has really just been phenomenal in its um, in yeah, curve um, upwards. Self wealth is a. Uh, um, uh, it benefits from a very strong word of mouth. Um, people who join the system and they enjoy investing on the on the platform, and they I think um, uh, in the investment trends online broking survey that came out a couple of weeks ago, Self Wealth had one of the um, the highest ratings in terms of um, its members referring um, peers to 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 our service. I think we we had something like eighty one percent of of all users. Um, had referred um, someone in the last 12 months, um, which uh, really says um, a lot for um, client satisfaction. Mm. And there's a couple of things that are going to hit the bottom line, and that's the open markets agreement that starts, I think, next year. Plus, in the June quarter, you hit cash flow positive. What does hitting cash flow positive mean for the business going forward? Well, um, it certainly is a, um, a momentous occasion. Uh, it took um, more than seven years to get there, so it's no um, it's no small thing. Um, it does allow um, the investor universe um, to be broadened, um, and and more uh, small cap institutions are able to invest um, in in a company that is cash flow positive. Um, we we can continue to grow our earnings. Um, we're not really resting on our laurels. Um, we understand we need to do a lot more. Um, there's some some wonderful opportunities at the moment. Um, uh, we're very strong on digital marketing. We're very good at digital marketing uh, to a- attract clients to our our platform. Um, and and we will um, being cash flow positive. It, it does give us the opportunity to to increase our spend on marketing. Uh, and it's a we're in a we're in a bit of a once in a lifetime sort of or once in a generation uh, type opportunity where the amount of people who want an online broking account is growing considerably. Um, Andrew, to give you the exact numbers, the, um, the, the industry's benchmark is, is the investment trend online broking survey, which um, I mentioned just before. Now, we put out a, a chart in our, um, in our end of year results last Friday that came from that survey and it showed you that um, for the last couple of years, the total amount of active online broking accounts had sat around 750,000, and it was 750,000 at the end of December. In the last six months, or the six months to, to June, um, that number has grown from 750 to 1 million and 60. So over 300,000 new online broking accounts have been created in the last six months. 
Um, that is something that is continuing. We are still adding um, uh, adding new clients at, at three times the pre-COVID levels. So the addressable market is is still out there to be gained. Uh, and so we'll... Uh, that cash flow positive just gives us a, a a little bit more room to move in terms of our marketing budget and to be a little bit more aggressive in in that um, in that sense. But it also allows us to um, and, and uh, your listeners, um, uh, any, specifically any users of Self Wealth, um, will be waiting for me to talk about things that are coming. Um, it allows us to invest in more products. It allows us to invest. Um, in more technology, it allows us to invest um, in in better functionality, and we're fully aware that um, our system is very simple to use, um, but it doesn't have all of the functionality that um, some of the uh, competing systems have. So, we have um, internally we have a um, a product roadmap um, and a functionality roadmap uh, uh, all um, ready to implement. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, and and uh, everyone has the sort of things that they want um, and the things that they want tomorrow. Our priorities for the next three months are two 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 major projects. The first is the international, the launch of our international trading. So um, when people join Self Wealth, one of the reasons someone starts an application and doesn't go through with it, what we're told often is, is because we don't have access to trading um, US securities. That's um, about to change and um, uh, we're working very hard um, in with the ambition of launching that uh, service in early November. Um, we, we've partnered up with a, a global firm, Philips Capital, um, a, a multi-billion dollar firm based out of Singapore, one of the the first um, or the first online broker in uh, international product in in um, in Asia in 1990. So they understand exactly what what we want to do. We've partnered up with them, and we're launching that service together with Philips Capital. Um, it'll be available. So self wealth clients will within their same self wealth account will be able to open a US dollar account beside their Australian dollar account and they'll be able to invest in both the Australian market and the US market at the same time and they will be able to switch their investments from one to the other. Um, and that's something that, um, uh, that that we're very excited about and looking forward to. Um, the second project is um, our mobile app. Um, it's our mobile app um, has is functional, but it is well overdue for a for a, re, a remake. Um, we're spending um, uh, a reasonable amount of money um, on development and um, uh, design of this mobile app, uh, and we're hoping to launch that at the same time as we launch the US market, so that um, users of the mobile app will be able to. Um, buy and sell securities either in the Australian market or the US market um, at, uh, on the app. Um, one of the uh, uh, in that investment trend survey, which I'm going to keep coming back to because it's such a, a definitive um, document, uh, it, it does it does say that the two most important things that will make someone change their online broker. The first one is brokerage. Well, we we have that one under control. The second one is is the user experience on the mobile app. So those two projects are going to be a, a massive um, fillip for for our business, um, both from a, a client a, a user a user base, but also from an investor base because um, it's going to increase our revenue um, our revenue sources. Um, but uh, everything you can't do everything at once, Andrew, and and so. The next three months, I'm going to have to ask for people's patience. Um, we've got lots of additional functionality planned, you know, having um, uh, live access right throughout our portfolio rather than uh, live pricing only when you're when you're dealing in a stock. Um, that's something we know people want. Um, that will be a, a user pays um, scenario, and we'll introduce that um, as soon as the international product project is finished. Um, we are going to have ASX announcements. We are we are going to be launching um, or providing a a whole new level of um, data uh, around research. Um, some of that will be available to everyone, and some um, extended, um, unlimited downloads of that research uh, will be 
available on our, um, most likely be available for our premium service. So there's a lot of things coming. There's also new products coming. One of the reasons we um, we chose open markets um, for uh, our uh, to be our partner for the next three years and beyond is that that they have a um, uh, they're a, a product manufacturer as well as a, um, a settlement execution and clearing. They have um, a number of well developed products. Um, for example, they have some of the best, um, if not the best, uh, options uh, risk management software. Um, so we're we're hopeful that, as well as the functionality improvements that that the self wealth team will work on, that we'll be able to outsource some of um, uh, the product manufacturing um, to open markets. And by this, I mean plugging in their options uh, and making that available to our clients. Um, the access to IPOs, uh, capital raisings, that's something we're talking about with open markets as well. And those those things, um, you know, are natural um, natural progression for self-wealth um, and really they're in the 2021 calendar year uh, but they're firmly in our sites they're on our they're on our product roadmap um, and they're on our um, roadmap with regards to increased functionality uh, we'll ask people just to be a bit patient over the next few months the US project is a massive project the the app is going to be very beneficial to everyone. We'll get those squared away, make sure they're done properly and make sure that they assist the company um, and they assist the clients and and then we'll get on to um, going as quickly as we can through the list of other um, functionality and products that that people want. On the unit economics for your technology platform, how is that all done in-house so that basically there is no extra cost for extra users because your platform is all done, there's no outside sourcing for tech and coders? Um, essentially, yes. Um, but Andrew, you also have to, um, you know, we categorize ourselves as a plug in and play firm. We're all about scale and we don't try and reinvent the wheel. So our onboarding, um, our onboarding, we use a company called Lab Group. Uh, that works extremely well. Um, they do, they take care of all the electronic verification, the AML, um, procedures. Uh, we also obviously outsource bank accounts to the ANZ. Um, and we outsource quite a lot of the account opening procedures and and obviously settlement execution and clearing to open markets. So that allows, um, but that all happens on our platform and our platform was obviously designed by our IT team. Um, we only have 23 employees at SelfWealth. Um, it's all, it is growing, um, but we're, it's all about scale. And I'm happy to say that through this last six months when volumes have been through the roof, um, We've been voted one of the most reliable systems um, in the marketplace. Um, touch wood, we haven't had any outages. We've had a few minor issues um, uh, that occurred through some of our um, suppliers' issues that they were rectified very quickly and at no time has anyone not been able to place an order um, on the system, which um, is a um, is a credit to... The investment that was made by Andrew Ward and the um, uh, the quality of our IT group and and the system that they built uh, and the how agile it is and how um, how we're able to get on top of any issues really quickly. Mm. So, just on the international trading uh, topic, can you explain the costs involved in terms of brokerage uh, yeah. forex margin and how the accounts will actually work? Because that's something that a lot of people will be very interested to yeah, learn about. Um, sure, Andrew. That's that's um. There's a lot of interest out there in that, and we on social media we're seeing um, daily uh, questions of us around that. So, I, I can be really clear for you on that. Um, Self-wealth, um, right from its beginning, um, as I've said, it's all about um, helping Australians invest um, and grow their wealth over time in a responsible manner without um, without being subject to um, uh, outrageous brokerage and, and um, fees and commissions. So we've put a lot of time and effort into thinking what we needed to do for our US offering. And where we've landed is that our, our complete offering, we believe, will be as competitive as anyone in the market. And it, it comes from a number of facets. Um, uh, firstly, brokerage. Um, the, z- zero brokerage exists in the, for US equities. It doesn't for Australian equities. Our, the Australian market is structured very differently. 
um, and there are um, it makes it very difficult to offer zero brokerage without essentially loss leading. Um, there are brokers uh, in Australia offering zero brokerage for US stocks. We are we are going with our nine dollars fifty, which is our famous nine dollars fifty. So that will be nine dollars fifty in US dollars. That's our brokerage. Um, and Phillips Capital um, receive a portion of that for the settlement, clearing, and custody of of the stocks. Um, the second component is the foreign exchange component, and this is the one that um, uh, is. Clients are, um, in, in many cases, subject to very wide bid offer spreads um, when they, are, they they need to do a transaction and they're forced to do a foreign exchange transaction. Um, we've um, settled on a, on a bid offer spread of 60 basis points, which would be as competitive as any in the market um, and well below uh, some of the, the larger players uh, whose bid offer spreads go up towards the uh, 100 basis points rather than our 60 basis points. So there's a combination of foreign exchange and uh, brokerage, but there's one other aspect which um, is very important. Um, un- the way that it wor- this will work in self-wealth is that you must have a domestic account. So for clients who already are um, clients of self-wealth, you will simply be able to open a US dollar account from within your existing domestic account. If you don't have an account and you want to do US equities with self-wealth, you will first need to open um, an Australian domestic account, go through the AML process, all of that sort of stuff. Then you'll be able to open the US account from within that. Now, the big difference, Andrew, here with other other counterparties is um, that once you move money um, from your Australian dollar account to your US dollar account, you essentially are going to have that money in the US in your US dollar wallet, so to speak. Now, unlike uh, some of our competitors um, who require an FX transaction to be done on every transaction done in the US market, if you've moved if you've moved ten thousand dollars to your um, from your Australian dollar account to your US dollar account. Yes, you will do an FX transaction and we will receive um, revenues based on that FX transaction um, from within that 60 basis point um, bid offer spread. Um, Subsequent to that, if you want to do another 10 trades um, with that $10,000 in the US buying and selling different stocks, um, we will not charge you FX on those trades. Um, they will be done within your US dollar and you'll only pay the $9.50 brokerage. You won't pay FX until you decide, I've sold my Apple shares, the next shares I want to buy are afterpay in the Australian market, so I need to move that money back into my Australian account, at which case there'll be another um, FX transaction done. So um, I don't believe it's sustainable in the long term that... uh, Clients should be charged for every every FX tran- uh, every transaction they do on an offshore market to be forced to do an FX transaction. So, so that's that's um when you put all those factors together, um, I think it's a strong and compelling case um, for people to uh, either um, start investing in the US market through um, through self wealth um, or, um, or or move their their holdings to self wealth and. And continue to do so um, on our platform. Yeah, and so um, Philip Capital does offer other markets on its platform. Will we be seeing outside of or non-US um, availability of, say, European or China A shares, which Philip does have? Yes, um, that's a good question, Andrew. Um, uh, we've been when we set up our US offering. I'm sure Philip's Capital would love us to be in every market. Um, the, there's no doubt about that, and and um, we picked them because they. They have a global footprint. Um, we also um, uh, have entered into a new agreement with Refinitiv, which is a, our data provider. And the agreement we have with Refinitiv is that um, for the next four years, the data that we we they they provide us with our Australian stock exchange data and all the all the US data, um, we have the option to to go into two more markets at our at our current. Uh, contracted rate. Um, so uh, we'll do some um, we'll do some work over the next uh, twelve months or so after we launch the US, and we'll see see whether there are um, there is enough demand 
to go into other markets and, and they could be an Asian market, it could be the UK market or a European market. Um, but it's a, that's a little bit down the, the track. I, th- I think um, our users uh, and our clients would like us to tick off a few of those um, additional functionality uh, uh, questions before uh, we start adding additional markets. I think that the additional functionality and additional products such as IPOs and options and those things would would probably be, well they 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 definitely are higher up on the, the survey responses from our clients about what they uh, where where our priorities should be. And will we have to do the uh, W8BEN forms with the uh, US markets? Um, yeah, unfortunately, no one gets away without that. Um, we're trying. We're right now at the moment trying to um, uh, limit the amount of. Um, you know, we're trying to pre-populate those forms. You've obviously, if you're already a customer, and and as I said, you will have to be have an Australian account. Um, so, so we will have been through the AML process already, and we will have data that we can pre-populate. We we are. Um, just tr- working, um, working with an uh, internally on trying to keep that um, uh, W8BEN form as um, uh, free from uh, hassle um, as we can. Um, although we we obviously have requirements that we need um, uh, for the US market, and and we have to abide by those. So um, the answer is you can't get away without it, um, but we'll make it as painless as possible. And so what are the challenges, risks and headwinds that you see for the business at the moment? Um, yeah, sure. The um, uh, As with any business, um, uh, there are challenges, there are things you've got to think about. Um, uh, there is a um, drive towards lower brokerage rates. Um, there's plenty of uh, fintech companies popping up left, right and centre, uh, potential competitors to us. Um, I feel like we have... Um, uh, reached a scale where we're in a very good position to combat that, um, uh, and and we will definitely, um, you know, uh, be going out of our way to um, continue to upscale um, our business, as that will then um, allow us to at least be in the right position to um, to to combat any any such competitive threats. Um, uh, so that's a that's a. Um, uh, a always a concern um, when you're in management you're always thinking what's the industry going to look like in in the next couple of years and how do we um, prepare ourselves um, we we definitely self wealth needs additional revenue streams and um, they will come with the uh, addition of international trading with the addition of um, uh, options trading with the addition of um, IPO access to IPOs um, and they'll also come uh, with addition we, we hope with um more of our clients taking up our subscription agreement because we're going to bolster that with um, some very uh, quality, in-depth research that's coming through with the Refinitiv Data contract that we've signed recently. Um, so we do. That's a um, you know, it's definitely if we don't add additional revenue streams, then we are um, we are subject to the the vagaries of. Um, uh, where interest rates go on our net net interest margin, and also um, we're subject to competition on the brokerage rates. So mm. we're working very hard to diversify our revenue streams, as, yep. as did all of the US online brokers before they um, before they moved down to zero brokerage. Yeah. So, what excites you the most about the business uh, over the next one to five years? Uh, look, um, I just feel that. Um, this industry has been ripe to be disrupted for a long time. Um, uh, I believe that Australians want um, to, to invest um, in the market and they want to do it through an independent um, provider, um, someone who has their, bene- their, their benefits at heart. And the, the sort of growth we've seen and the word of mouth and the recommendations and referrals um, I'm just really excited about that. Um, you know, I'm excited to be able to add more products, add more functionality so that, um, you know, people can um, hopefully be convinced to switch off all those other um, those other platforms and, and come and do all their business on self-wealth. At the moment, they need to, if they're, if they're doing options, if they're doing international, they need to be on um, a platform um, other than self-wealth for those products. So I'm, I'm just excited to be able to 
hopefully in the next um, as as quick as we can uh, get to a point where uh, everyone's very comfortable to do all their business on self wealth and and that will set us up very well to be um, uh, you know to be one of the uh, the icons of the on, online broking market. Great. We've gone for a reasonable amount of time. Do you have just a couple of moments to answer a few listener questions? Sure, absolutely. Good. And so many parents want to start an investment portfolio for their children. Will we see multiple accounts become available so that we can have minor accounts? Yeah, this is um, uh, this is something we've been wanting to do for a while. And um, uh, I, you must, the, the listener must have been in our management committee meeting last week because we were talking about this. Um, you know, I, I want this to happen tomorrow, um, but it just comes down to priorities. And as I said, the um, the US market is such a big project and we have, you know, I think we have about eight people in our IT department. Um, we're growing that. Um, we're, we're trying to get them to, uh, to re- restructure into a more agile process so that we get through things faster. We outsource more and more. Um, we're we're really attentive on on getting things faster, um, but I w- I would say that minor accounts will be one of the first things that gets done um, after the US launch. Um, so you will be able to set up accounts for your children, hopefully, and and um, uh, ho- hopefully it didn't come back to haunt me, but you know hopefully by the end of the year. Yep. Do we have a date on the US launch at the moment? I don't think you mentioned. Before. Yeah, we we have, we have a um a four week pilot program that we need to go through before launching it across the whole site, and the the, the current time uh, that we're we're looking at for the pilot um, is in the month of October. If we can start it in late September, we will. Um, so once it starts, there's four weeks, um, and everything going accordingly in those four weeks will then subsequently turn on the system after that. So I've been saying early November. Um, I really do want it to be up and running by early November. I don't want to be launching this in December in the run-up to Christmas. Um, it's a great opportunity for the company to, it's a, to gain more and more traction and gain more and more clients. So um, we'll be doing an extensive advertising campaign for uh, in the, in, through September and October. So really wanted to launch in, in November and um, you know, I've, I had a meeting this morning with the with the guys, the project team, and they're on track for that at the moment. So hopefully, we don't hit any snags, and um, we'll be up and running by then. Yep, you mentioned there'll be a big upgrade to the uh, user platform. Will we see stop loss functions or trailing stop losses and uh, interactive charting features become available? Do you think? Um, certainly, uh, the stop loss orders and and the different forms of orders um, has been something that's been requested quite often um, and it, it is on our list of one of the um, additional functionalities it probably comes after for some people um, live streaming of, of uh, live prices um, uh, you know some people may have um, uh, I, I know people have a few priorities ahead of that but it's definitely on our list um, and we know um, we certainly know that we need to improve that. Um, what was the other one that you mentioned? Sorry, mm. uh, or charting features where people can do interactive yeah. charting. Well, yeah. it's um that's a good good one. Um, a uh, good question. Um, we can't do everything ourselves. So as I said, we're we're in discussions with open markets um, for uh, access to some of their technology and and some of their products. Um, they have a very good charting system um, in their. Um, open trader product. Um, so that's something that we'll discuss um, over the next few months um, uh, with Ivan, the CEO over at, um, at Open Markets. And, um, you know, I think that would be a way to deliver it to our clients who require that service, you know, in a faster way than going out and building the whole thing ourselves. You mentioned that one of the line items of income was the NIM from the ANZ accounts. Do you think you'll ever go to a T plus two settlement with short term line of credits like other platforms offer, or immediate funds transfer via things like OSCO? Yeah, um, the OSCO one is one that we want to resolve. Um, uh, we definitely want to make it easier for clients to get money into their self wealth account, um, and then um, also providing some. Uh, forms of, uh, of of liquidity for trading before the T plus two. That's that's also um, on our radar. Um, being um, being cash flow positive and being having a strong balance sheet 
um, it starts to make, quite frankly, that discussion was just never even contemplated when you're losing money. Um, You just couldn't put that in place in any shape or form. We're now in a position where we can start to think about it. Um, again, it's not a 2020 thing. It's 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 more something that will be um, addressed once we get the other functionality done. Um, but I'm I'm um, I'm aware that uh, um, it's a um, it's a, a function that um, people can use on other platforms, especially the bank platforms. And it's uh, I, I have um, I have already had some meetings with some um, specialist payments companies around um, how we could. You're there? In the future, yeah. enable, enable that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, and one last question. What's your username on the platform so investors can follow your portfolio? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to not – I'm not going to tell you that one um, because uh, um, it's, it's – I'll tell you that it is a Japanese word anyway. It's a Japanese word. I spent seven years of my life in Japan and I speak Japanese. So it's a Japanese word and – um, the whole thing about the um, the username is the anonymity, um, so I'm going to keep uh, that anonymity there as well. Yeah, very good. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. I'm sure a lot of listeners will be very excited about the new features that are in the pipeline. How can listeners learn more about you and Self Wealth? Um, yeah, well, um, obviously uh, you can um, – learn a lot through our ASX announcements um, that are, are reasonably regular. We do uh, announce four Cs. Um, but just coming to the website, um, we're, uh, we're entering into some partnerships in the next month with um, some education providers as well. So our website will um, have a lot more education uh, options on it um, for people to do short courses and, and watch videos. Uh, that's something we're we're pouring a lot of in, uh, money and investment into at the moment. Um, so that's um that's another way to learn a bit more about the market and and self wealth at the same time. Uh, you will see um, we are so prevalent on social media and digital channels that um, if your if your listeners um, you know type in uh, cheap brokerage or online broking accounts, um, I'd be very surprised if they're not directed or referred towards self-wealth pretty quickly. And are you guys looking at hiring at all? Should people be sending through their CVs if they're in any particular field? Um, we are hiring at the moment. Um, we are hiring um, a few extra people on the client services side. Um, we are also looking at um, a, product, a product management position, um, which is something we haven't had before. Um, that's a, a quite a, a, a extensive. Um, uh, you need to have quite a few different skill sets for that one, um, and um, uh, yeah, we, we've got a, a need for a new uh, online chat person at the moment. Um, anyone with um, experience on uh, uh, on client service and, and online chat. Um, that's that's a position that so there are a few there are a few positions up for grabs at the moment. It's it's a good time um, if you have some of those qualifications. Uh, be happy to hear from you. Excellent. Well, thanks again. We look forward to monitoring the growth of self wealth um, in, into the future. Have a great afternoon, Robert. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Good on you, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. If you're interested in learning how to optimize your finances, please subscribe to this podcast. Also, head over to my blog, medicalmoney.com, and subscribe to stay updated. If you know a colleague who might also find this information useful, please share this with them. I'd love to get your feedback, so send questions, comments, and recommendations to me at andrew at medicalmoney.com. See you in the next episode.